What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good news, everyone. I'm back, and it's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. Time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list! <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in football. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. What is up, you ducks? And Lauren, back on the show. It's all in football. On the FTN Network, we are talking NFL free agency today and the fantasy football impact. And there's a lot because what the hell is leaguer tampering? It, like, seriously, like, it's just, it's just happening. People are signing. What the hell? It's so funny that they can have all these reports coming out, but the teams can't announce what's basically being announced. But we're going to dive into all that. Uh, as a reminder, you can go check out FTN. You can check out theathletic.com slash TV, all capitals. And you get a first free month and you can jump in there and catch all that. What else we got going on? Oh, we'll be back tomorrow, maybe, question mark. Kind of depends on how busy today, this afternoon. Well, depending on when you're watching in your area, it, depending on when you're <laughs> watching, uh, it, it might you know have some free agency news tomorrow, or it might just be the Jaguar sign to everybody else that's left, and there's not much mm. to talk about. But we will be definitely back on Thursday with Jeff. But the meanie show tomorrow is up in the air, so depending on whatever. Anyway, Lauren's back. Lauren's been busy. Lauren's had life going on. She's basically going to get like a recap of free agency as we talk through this because she's been it's playing been, It's been crazy. Fast. I know. It's been absolutely crazy. Real life. I mean, who knew? Because for so many of like the entire football season, I'm in this world of fake things. And then when it's not the football season, I'm like, oh my God, there's real life outside. I have to go do things and adult. I, I adulted. And then I spoiled myself and I got a puppy. Who's here right now? Yeah. So so if I if I look yeah if I look super distracted, um, it's because my ten weeks almost. We'll do puppies on the show at the same time. Barker, come here, come here. I don't know where she went. Oh, I almost rolled over her. She's behind me. Hang on, just a second, folks. There's Barkley. There's Barkley. It's puppy time on All In Football. That's what we're here for. Show your (laughs) puppies. There's your. Can you see Barkley? Look. You can kind of look look, look at the screen. So her name is Eleanor, and I call her Ellie or Ellie Mae for short. Yay, that was fun. Wasn't that fun? (laughs) She's like, I don't like this game. (laughs) Barkley has no idea what's going on. Oh, sweet Barkley. Yay, puppy time. So yeah, I've been... uh, You might be on a different team soon, apparently. Apparently they're like willing to trade you all of a sudden for like even a third rounder, which I don't believe, but... Uh, Oh, well, you know, maybe that'll be good for... That'll be good for Saquon's... Saquad's. No, I think Brian Dable will definitely help in this entire team, even if... Daniel Jones is the quarterback. I think things will help. And they've already started to address the offensive line issue. But we're not talking about that because <laughs> Giants have done very little. Uh, real. Hey, before we even get into NFL free agency, because it's the first show since it happened, Lauren, be honest, 100% honest. Like, this is, this is a real show. You can tell me how you feel. You can say, hey, Jake, your shirt's stupid. By the way, Spider-Man, No Way Home comes out today. That's why I was wearing this. I already oh, pre-ordered nice. it, even though I'm not going to watch nice. it until Friday. I already watched it in the theaters, but I was going to watch it again on Friday. But I, gotcha. I to, okay. Okay. I want to support it. Get the get the first day, you know, pricing up there, or whatever. Um, what was your thought? One to ten. Ten being you believed him the most. One you didn't believe him at all that Tom Brady was officially done. I was at a solid like nine. 
I would have lost a lot of money if I put if I if I placed a bet on that. I really thought he was done. I I'm not saying. Hold on, my hair is driving me bonkers. There we go. Yay. Um. Yeah. No, I was really surprised. I would have lost money. Like, didn't he have some kind of production thing going on with like four actresses, and he was supposed to act and produce in this movie or something? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he's moved on. Whatever. And then he spent like two months with his family and he's like, I need football back. Get me out of here. <laughs> so there was a lot. You know what? I don't have kids. Uh, Lauren does. Uh, there was a lot of people tweeting out there saying like, hey, well, you know, we uh, Tom Brady spent two months with his kids and realized, yeah, I got to get away. There. I, my buddy, <laughs> Mike, uh, shot him out on this show. I don't, I don't even know if he watches my show. He should because he's just, yeah, he should he support should. this show. He's he a Dolphins like... fan. So he still hates I'm Tom Brady, so even though sorry. he's not there anymore but he texted me he goes yeah after two straight months of being home with three kids and your wife yelling at every single day he probably wanted to get the hell out of there i can understand that <laughs> i'm like dude that, that's it's been harsh. good I've, I've seen that was really low-hanging fruit for me to do but honestly he's a competitor so where i was surprised that he retired i should not have been surprised that he came out of retirement but i was because he seemed very final about it and you know that it sounded like it was a done deal like, but once he i was made wrong. the decision that was going to be it all right, yeah, so I was real wrong. Business back to as usual. I, I, I'll admit mine was over 50% thinking he was, but mm -hmm. I wasn't as high as a nine. I was more. Oh, like I was probably. way up there. I was, I, oh, I'm, no, a, I'm exaggerating I was like a, a little bit. like 60-40 split backfield. My, my initial uh, first gut to answer to your question was a seven, but I wanted to lean into it because <laughs> I was real. I was really, so just really lied. into it. I told you not, I, I told you not to lie and you lied. You know, I, what you're I, telling me. I, it's been, it's been a rough few months. Okay. <laughs> So here's the question, because this is this is free agency, but not free agency at the same time. So two questions, actually, which you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to shotgun questions, but I'm doing it anyway, because I know Lauren's a pro. Tom Brady, is he a top five quarterback for you in 2022? And is Chris Godwin a wide receiver one because Tom Brady's back, but he's coming off major surgery? By the way, Casey, yes, always blue jeans. In the show, like I always, as always, I'm wearing blue jeans. But anyway, yes, podcasting in blue jeans. Shout out to Chris Harris. Two questions. There you go, Lauren. Have at it. Uh, yes and yes. Um, I'm a little, I'm more confident in Chris Godwin being a wide receiver one. Uh, but it Even would not surprise. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, knocking things over now. It's been a while since I've podcasted, folks. A little rusty over here. But yeah, um, been a while and uh i don't know i i think that tom brady definitely has the the skills to do it especially coming out of retirement there's a storyline here that i really like i like this um i have something else that i want to prove and so i think he's going to work even harder if that's possible for him um but then there's part of me that's like no you should have hung it up then uh maybe he's going to regret this decision who knows but it wouldn't surprise me if he but is they they, top five they go back each year super bowl make the playoffs and then not make the playoffs like so it's kind of like it's getting worse and worse before he retires yeah i don't know maybe that would be sad though that would be really sad i really hope oh yeah put yeah, a scar seven rings god what, what i know but still life. i mean I, I know it was just something so, i thought so, I'd so miserable <laughs> It's terrible. It's a hard life. You go lie in his house on his back and get massages and make make out with his son. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never saw that video? No. <laughs> like I have no problem. Like I, I know like dads kiss their sons in the like that. That's it's just the weird the fact that he was laying down on his back getting massage and his son like came over and he was like before you leave and he's like kissed him like while he was laying down on his back. It's just a weird like it was almost a yeah. See you just made a face. Yeah, it was I made like a face. it was like a odd. Sleeping Beauty kind of kiss and it's just kind of like weird like. Okay, yeah. you know. And I mean, I was into my twenties and still we have some Italian, so we still did the oh, dad that's, and uncle's kiss on the cheeks that's, type of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's normal. That's normal. I always find that right. weird. Like when people that are not my husband try to kiss me on the lips, I'm like, I will punch you. Step <laughs> off. Friends. With yeah. with uh, Ross. Why always on the lips? The aunt. Yeah. That was at the Oh, wedding. you and your friends. You and your friends. Yes, of course. All right. So let's talk the rest of NFL free NFL free agency. And I mean, we might as well just talk about the Jaguars. Uh, do you remember Supermarket Sweep, everybody? Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Just, Why? Just dumping everything they can in petition. I will give them credit. They went for offensive line, which mm -hmm. they need to do. A lot of teams need to do. Sidebar real quick, Lauren. I don't know if you find this as interesting as I do, but it's like nobody can find offensive line help. And then I see all these reports of the signings. And it's like, oh, this is a decent upgrade. This is a decent upgrade. This is de How are they all decent upgrades? 
Like, how? Like, everybody's offensive line is not trash, and not all free agent offensive linemen are upgrade. Like, I don't understand why they're just like, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Like, I think because. Then why did they suck before? <laughs> because it, it, I told. They were so bad, Jake. It was so, so bad. And I think, I think it. Yeah, it but has look at the Giants. Like, I know, like, but the one like, that they brought in is he think, really that much of an upgrade over Will Hernandez? Like how? Like why are they saying so, it's an upgrade? I think people feel so bad for the Jaguars and what Urban Meyer did to that entire team that it's more of like positive That's reinforcement the upgrade. and like putting good juju into the atmosphere for the Jaguars. Like that's kind of, you know like when you know you're like a, a child or you know brings you a, a drawing and you're like oh this is so great good job and then you like you know I don't my kids weren't little when I got them they were 15 and 11. But I have friends who have kids and they like to draw things for me and it doesn't look anything like what they said that they were drawing. But I'm like, yay, good job. Like, that's kind of what I feel like we're doing with the Jaguars right <laughs> that's, now. That's, you know what, that's that's a good point. I just thought about that. So my mic, my mic, my, my nephew Mike uh, had a whatever the Catholic thing is where you, the teenager thing. Tra- oh, what, what the, um, confirmation? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say christening. I obviously wasn't what I was. But he, he drew me the thank you card, which had the biscuit. And then the little <laughs> the little drink, but the little drink did not look like a drink. If was it first you, communion or because if they're teenagers, maybe that's what that's it was. Maybe it was like first communion. Yeah, first communion is when they first get to have the host, and then uh, and then the glass of juice, the, which and, wine and and the glass of juice did not look like it was um, kind of phallic juicy. If you understand. Oh yes, I yeah. know. Why do kids always <laughs> do that? Like, oh my god! Like every child's drawing is is inappropriate. And they're like, it's a fountain. Like it doesn't look like that. No. So, you know what else does doesn't look correct is the fact that Christian Kirk is the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Why? So, the Jaguars bring in Christian Kirk. They don't stop there. Uh, you know, hey, there might be some appeal to LaVisca Chenault still maybe as the third wide receiver until they also give Zay Jones the biggest contract he's seen and a lot more money than some really good wide receivers are making. And Evan Ingram at tight end. So there goes the Dan Arnold fund that we had for about two weeks last year and went out the window. It feels like this is the Houston Texans all over again. Like, what what? are you doing? You're not the first person I saw say that. I'm not saying you're stealing it from somebody else. But what's your overall, like, Lauren, you said, you know, you've kind of been busy with life and stuff like that. If Let me phrase it to you this way, Lauren. If you just woke up today, March 15th. The Ides of March. (laughs) The entire, oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. If you saw... The entire Jaguars, like free agency moves as a whole today. You woke up today, didn't know anything, and all of you saw you saw the offensive line, offensive line. But more for what we're talking about: Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. What is your first thought? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> like that's my you that's tried? my first thought. Yeah, well, good job. I'll put it on the fridge. Yay! That's my first thought. Am I taking it seriously? Not yet. Um, is there potential? Sure. I mean, there could be a Picasso somewhere in one of those paintings. I'm not really quite sure, but it is kind of like, oh, they're trying really hard. They're trying really, really hard. So you got to give them credit for that. That's what I, I like out of this is that they re- they royally screwed up and they know it. And they're trying to throw everything possible to slap as many Band-Aids as possible onto what's happening. And I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, are they the waterproof Band-Aids, the fabric ones that, like, you rip off layers of skin when you try to take it off? Or is it the cheapy mm. brand that, like, falls off at the first sign of, like, sweat? I want to know so, what kind of Band-Aid it is. Uh, well, I, you got me thinking, like, the waxing type of level. Like, not that I've done that, but just oh, it's another French reference. It's yeah, the horrible. Reference, like, <laughs> but, it's, it's an awful so, experience. We have Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, there's been immediate speculation, do they trade LaVisca Chenault, which I think is a lot of people connecting dots that aren't really dots yet because there hasn't been any talk from the team saying this, but Mm -hmm. it's very much of, hey, he's officially your fourth wide receiver, so why not? There's probably teams that value him more. Right now, if he's stuck where he is, he's probably falling into the Cordero Patterson, but not Falcons Cordero Patterson, old Cordero Patterson, who's just like, oh, look, he had two good games the entire year, that type of situation. But let's talk about Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk. If you had to estimate today, I don't, you know, I don't need you to say, oh, I'm definitely saying Christian Kirk is my wide receiver 27, right behind, blah, blah, blah. Like, where do you feel Kirk and Jones finish at wide receiver? And do you think that Evan Ingram is back into the tight end one conversation? Because no- he hasn't mm-hmm. been there since his rookie year. 
No, I have no faith in Evan Ingram until he can prove that he can actually stay healthy and uh, not and drop passes. Yeah, exactly. Not <laughs> drop passes. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any faith in Evan Ingram, but I do find Marvin Jones very interesting. I love this. Um, and I do actually like Christian Kirk, not with the amount of money that they're getting paid. There is something very interesting here. I like the deep threat idea that they're going with. Is it going to be the Marvin Jones deep threat or is it going to be a Christian Kirk deep threat? Where I see them finishing high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two is a possibility depending on how quickly they can amass this Frankenstein team that they're putting together and where that's going to go. But I think that they could have success game to game depending on matchup. So I think that's an interesting way to put it, the Frankenstein. Like, it, it's working, but it's kind of ah, it's it, working. It, it, we'll see. <laughs> we need more, more electricity in that sucker. <laughs> I will say of this entire group, and I do, I want to come back to the players themselves, but the entire group, I think Mark. Let's see. Yeah, yeah the offensive line. Blah, blah, blah. Oh no, I thought he was going where I was about to go. I think the biggest winner in what the Jaguars are doing is Trevor Lawrence. I think yes. You sh- oh yeah. You got offensive line help. And a lot, which a lot of people are now rumoring, this is pointing to them taking Hutchinson and not Neal or the kid from NC State with the first pick, uh, which good news for your Giants fans that hoping one of those falls to the fifth pick. I'm talking to Tino right now, our producer. Shout out to him, as, as I know he's hoping, as are a lot of fans. <laughs> but I think this really helps Trevor Lawrence because it wasn't just – or like we know Urban Meyer royally screwed up this team last year. But it I wasn't mean, just him. That's the understatement. Understa- I said royally of course. screwed up. It, oh, there are a lot stronger words you can say that what he did to this team continue. <laughs> he, the team. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. So, but Trevor Lawrence as well is, there's the play calling. It was the inconsistent use of wide receivers. And I don't just mean the play calling and that. I mean, where they're lining them up, where they're deploying them, when they're on the feet. Like, it's just, there was so many things. Like, if you could put, you talk about painting a picture. If you could paint a picture of how to screw up the Jaguars last year and said, this is what you have. And you have a generational in quotes for people that are listening to the podcast, generational quarterback talent that everybody in the world says is the one-on-one and we haven't seen in five to 10 years. And you can figure out a way to make it all go sideways. This is how you do it. And they Mm -hmm. did that last year. Mm -hmm. So I like to see a lot of this, the Kirk thing to come back to that, where I'm interested in this is Kirk before Zay Jones I was with you, and I was like, I'm going to wait and take Marvin Jones at a discount. Multiple rounds later. Multiple. Because Kirk has clearly, throughout his career, done much better in the slot than outside. He can play outside, but like Sterling Shepard, that's the the comparison I always made from day one when he came out of college, is Shepard can play outside. But look, the Giants' entire history of Sterling Shepard, better in the slot. Christian Kirk is the same way. Can succeed outside, but he's better in the slot. Chenault being out there for three wide, Chenault needs to be in the slot. But maybe they would have kicked him outside. There were some conversations of that. Like, okay, we could, keep, we could kick Kirk back in when it's three wide. But the Zay Jones makes me feel like, okay, they are going to move Kirk around enough where he's not playing out wide 80% of the time. So not to say I'm in on Kirk. Let me ask you that. I'll kind of ask you the question I'm thinking of in my mind for myself. I'm going to go up by rounds. And you tell me, yes, I'll take Kirk in that round. Yes, I'll take Kirk. I want to find your cutoff point. So I'm assuming if he's there in the eighth round, you're taking Christian Kirk. That's that's pretty. That, if that's I pretty haven't, I, I don't want to take Christian Kirk at all. I would much. No, the no, only no. Wide... That, that, no, no, you, I, don't, I, don't I don't want, want to. Qual- I don't want qualifiers on this. I just want he's there in the eighth round. You're taking Christian Kirk. Yes. Right. Yeah, just I guess. That. Depending yes. on my roster construction, I suppose. No, that is a, no, no that, qualifiers. That's a, that's a decent. <laughs> that, that's a that's a decent round for him. Seventh is that, is that better? round? <laughs> Seventh round? No. Still a no. value? You're no. out if he's not. So you're basically, you're just not getting Christian Kirk. Right. You found your way to definitively say you're not getting Christian y- Kirk. Because yeah, exactly. I was going to go all the way up to round five. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. So five, six, seven, you need to see him fall away. So you are not getting Christian Kirk. When would you jump on Marvin Jones? Would you jump on Marvin Jones in the eighth round around that same time? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I see us, Todd. I have Seinfeld on. <laughs> I normally switch it to the other TV so the reflection isn't coming through, but there was a lot going on before. I was trying to get my workout in. I was doing laundry and then Barkley peed on the floor, um, which rarely, rare, yeah, rare, rarely happens, but she came running upstairs while I was working out, and usually that means she has to go, and I guess she had to go really bad. So there's a lot going on, and I get to switch the TV over. So anyway, that's why. All right, before we move on to, let's see. I was going to talk quarterback, but I want to save him because I'm, I'm, I have a feeling we might disagree. I don't know. 
I feel like I'm on an island with that one. Sneak preview, tease, tease. <laughs> DJ Chark, who was here before, is now with the Lions. And the immediate tweets, I'm actually, you know what? I'm about to defend two people in a row. Screw that. The immediate tweets I'm seeing is, well, DJ Chark now has Jared Goff. Well, good luck on him rebounding. And I said, hold on a second. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren. And you can't correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not wrong. So let's go back. <laughs> as bad as Jared Goff has been, and no, DJ Chark is not Cooper Cup. He's not even Robert Woods. However, for three straight seasons, Jared Goff had receivers having at least 80 receptions, two of them. For three straight seasons, those two wide receivers had at least 900 yards. In one year, both of them had 1,100. In another year, with it was Brandon Cooks back there with Robert Woods, it was 1,200. Three straight seasons, two wide receivers, 80-plus, 90-plus, two of those years, 9, 1,100, 1,200 yards. Both receivers, two wide receivers. That's what I'm trying to hammer home here. Jared Goff's not great, but DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown can both be wide receiver threes, even with Hawkinson pulling in what Hawkinson's going to pull in. Am I crazy? No, I'm not. So agree with me, Lauren. You will never believe what is about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I am targeting DJ Chark this year because he is on the Lions. And <laughs> if anyone has watched this podcast with me on it, you know you that my go-to mantra was stay away from Lions wide receivers. But in this instance, for this situation, I absolutely love DJ Chark. And I love Amon Ross St. Brown as well. I love both of those guys. I would love to have one of them on my team. So you are not wrong, Jake. I am there with you on that island. Let's plant the flag. I am in, and I love it, and I can't believe I actually said that. <laughs> Go and target yourself a Lions wide receiver. But uh, here I am. Both. Here I am. Let I'm me in. ask you this, Lauren. Because what if Jared Goff has the connection like he did with Cooper Cup, which a lot of people always reference. And then I say, well, hold on again. Even when Cooper Cup did that, Robert Woods still had almost the exact same numbers. Both years, yes. they have very identical numbers. And again, Robert Woods had almost identical numbers to Brandon Cooks. So even if we go with the Cooper Cup is more the guy, but Amal Ron St. Brown ends up being more the guy because he profiles a little bit similarly and it ends up being DJ Chark the number two. We don't know that for sure. So if drafting today, if drafting after the NFL draft, like this is before we get to August, off-season right. drafts, people love to draft every single month. <laughs> would you Would you double down? Would you go Amon Ross St. Brown, fifth round, DJ Chark, sixth round, and that way you cover yourself? Ideally, you don't want to play both of them every single week, but hopefully one of them is your wide receiver four, and then the person who breaks out potentially becomes a fantasy wide receiver two that you have already as your three. I'm not going to double down on both of them because okay. what I think is going to happen between these two is that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to become a slot kind of guy and then DJ Chark is going to be the downfield threat. We've seen him do it before. Now, what's so interesting about this, when it comes to Jared Goff and when it comes to what he did with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, it was a completely different system that they were running. It was a 12 personnel. There were two tight end splits. That's in, in the beginning of the season, it was Cooper Cup's you know, team, basically. And then they switched it literally after their bye week, halfway through the year, and then suddenly it was Robert Woods. And that happened two years in a row, two or three years in a row. And it had to do with the offensive scheme, not necessarily the players themselves, nor Jared Goff. So I don't like making, when people make that comparison between uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, now what we're dealing with here with the Lions between Chark and St. Brown, I don't necessarily think you can compare them as apples to apples. I think it's apples to oranges, in my opinion. But Kind of what I see between what the strengths are between those two wide receivers. I think that they're going to work to those skill sets. And I think that DJ Chark's going to be a downfield threat. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to get a little bit more of the targets. He's going to get a little bit more of the workload as a safety valve, if you will. Alongside DeAndre Swift, hopefully he can stay healthy as well. So I really need to figure out what my team needs. I don't want both of them. But if I uh -huh. already have that guy that has the volume on it, maybe I'll go for... Uh, DJ Chark a little bit later, and then not waste that on mm -hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown. We'll see. Can we still do that at this point? Is is do do do? Is baby is baby Chark dead? Is that officially? It, it kind of. Feels I didn't like know what you were doing, that. so I think so. You don't know the baby char baby shark? No, I don't have children. It doesn't matter. I don't have children. <laughs> Has, where were you? What rock did you move underneath? I specifically, <laughs> when I heard about this thing. I went into a rock and and avoided everything that had to do with the with the baby. 
baby shark. It is the most repetitively like like, no i don't know how this became i don't like i understand kids brains don't work so you're just jealous that it it wasn't something that ruled my life no 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 basically i mean i'm jealous yeah i'm actually envious of the fact you never had to experience this thing exactly even dj chark that was his whole thing because it's just it legitimately the song is just baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark Daddy shark, do 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 do. Oh Mommy God. shark, like, and that's like they do. They do like all the, and that's the entire song. That's horrible. Over and over and over and over why, again. Why it's did, like the biggest hit of all this? time. You exposed me to this on purpose, didn't you? I'm pretty sure it might have sold more records than Gangsta's Paradise. Like, <laughs> this <laughs> is a shame. What happened to what happened to America? What happened? I'm, hey, I'm upset kids. right now. You're the yeah, one that kids. True. I never had kids. You're, you're, you're part but of again, the problem. But again, mine were 15 and 11 when I got them. They weren't like young things. When they you got just... them? Yeah. What, what'd you, what'd you pick got... them up on your way to the checkout <laughs> lane? Like, oh, yeah, I I'll did. get one of those. <laughs> yeah, the, the point I'll is I'll get myself a Twix like, and a 15-year-old. There you go. And 11. 11. 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's when you realize you forgot toilet paper. Like, oh, well, we might as well get an 11-year-old. Oh, got to go back and get the 11-year-old now. Yep. Okay. Word. Okay. All right, I'm about to defend somebody else on this show. Oh boy! And something. Hey, look, I never thought you'd defend Myron's wide receivers. I think, I think I'm with you on this one. I know. I think I know which one it is. And I, 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 I can't believe probably on the same page. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm defending Mitchell Trubisky. I know, thank you, yes! <laughs> But yes. let me be clear, everybody. <laughs> I'm not I'm, so I'm not defending Mitchell Trubisky, the fantasy quarterback. I'm defending Mitchell Trubisky, not torpedoing the values of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Najee Harris. People are running for the hills, going back crap crazy. And I don't understand it. And I even put numbers in it because I can sit here and say, if you've watched these quarterbacks, you would know. And that's that actually just sounded condescending when I said that. But the fact is, I put the numbers in there because I was even shocked. I said, you know what? Ben Roethlisberger 2021 isn't as good as Mitchell Trubisky. But I said, wait, I think it's been longer than that. And I included 2020. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if it's been longer than that. And I included 2019. The last three years of Ben Roethlisberger, almost identical completion percentage, worse in yards per attempt, much worse in air yards to attempt, it's actually 6.64 to 8.13 for Mitchell Trubisky. He's only got him in touchdown to interception ratio, 2.2 to 1.7. Somewhat significant. But here's the one that really surprised me. Off-target percentage of throws. It's 11.7 for Ben Roethlisberger, which isn't a terrible number. No. But 6.9% for Trubisky's career. He is not as off-target as everybody thinks. And for all that, he can't throw left. That that's that's bunk. Like, does any quarterback struggle to throw to certain spots? Sure, unless you're Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and all the gods of quarterbacks. <laughs> he can throw left, everybody. So I'm saying all this to say, Lauren, I didn't ding Deontay Johnson. And I haven't yet dung. Is that correct? If oh, is boy. that the past? Dinged or dunged? Like dinged? Di- I think it's dinged. I, I haven't dungified. Uh, oh, Chase Clay- <laughs> it's a new word again. <laughs> I haven't uh, dungified uh, Chase Claypool my, yet. My puppy has been dungifying my yard. That's what dungifying means. Dang. I mean, it's a puppy, of course. <laughs> it's, it's true. Um, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't dropped Chase Claypool unless Juju Smith-Schuster comes back. So right now, I think Deontay and Claypool are fine. If Juju mm-hmm. comes back, I worry about the two and the three, Claypool and Juju. Deontay's still pretty much fine for me. 
are you on the same page? Or are you even more optimistic? Because you were excited when I started defending Trubisky. Yeah, I like, but I'm in this exact same argument that you're in here. I, I'm not for the Mitchell Trubisky fantasy quarterback. It's not like I'm going out and I'm, you know, going to be targeting Mitchell Trubisky. No, but what I do like is what he brings to the table for the team for the tertiary fantasy pieces. Now, for me, I'm not as worried about Juju Smith-Schuster because I don't think that he's going to be able to stay healthy. So I still grab <laughs> Chase Claypool, and I love Deontay Johnson. I've always loved Deontay Johnson. So that part for me is is pretty solid. I, I don't worry about any of those players whatsoever. And I, I don't – I'm not going to worry about Chase Claypool even if Juju Smith-Schuster returns. And do you know for the past three years, Ben Roethlisberger targeting his running backs 14% of the time? Mitchell Trubisky? 23.5 I was gonna say it's the low the 20s isn't it yeah yeah he uh, it, it's very <laughs> interesting yeah that well and this is why I bring that up to this actually incorporates into the wide receiver situation he target they target tight ends about the same it's the difference that moves is he's been targeting his wide receivers much fewer times than Roethlisberger so that's where I have a little bit of concern there I'm like you. Uh, I don't know what Juju has left or how healthy he is or if he stays healthy. Maybe he goes somewhere else, and then you get good Juju by having no Juju. So there we go. Well, and the but other thing, too, the way that the Steelers run their offense is their wide receiver one and their wide receiver two are generally neck and neck. So where is it going to fall in the value in the draft really is what I'm going to look for. Who's number one and who's going to be number two? So identifying you know where they kind of fall in the depth chart, how that offense is going to work. I mean, historically – Literally for the past, I think, four or five years, it has been neck and neck like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. That was that whole thing that we saw there, and that's kind of how they use that offense. And I don't think that Mitchell Trubisky is going to bring that back, if anything, that accelerates it further. So I, I love I love the wide receivers for the Steelers. Uh, how about that? We're defending Lions wide receivers and Mitchell Trubisky in the same episode. Uh, still team Air Fryermuth over here, by the way. Yes. I saw a few, few minutes Word. ago, breaking news, Russell Gage side with the Buccaneers. Interesting. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, does that move the needle for you at all anyway? Because I think, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I would, I thought he would have been intriguing just to stay with the Falcons underrated. Uh, but if you look at it, it's still Godwin and Mike Evans. And we know Tom Brady has value for his third option. Mm -hmm. But if Gronk is back too, it's going to go right back to, yes, Antonio Brown did it. But before it was Antonio Brown, it was Justin Watson and Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, and it's, it's, yeah. And it's like, it's always somebody like, I just, I feel like career wise, great for Russell Wilson. Fantasy wise, pfft. Russell Gage, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's an interesting stash for me, you know, because he's, it's not like, he, <laughs> oh, I've missed oh, this. That was, that was a long one. <laughs> he's oh, an wait, interesting is, stash. Is Russell Gage this one because in case Godwin or Mike Evans misses time? That's exactly it. So I, I would love to stash Russell Gage because you can get him for dirt cheap if, if you know, for free, because I don't think anyone's going to be targeting Russell Gage here. It's going to be at the end of the draft or in free agency after the draft. Very interesting stash here in case something happens, because as soon as it, it's Tom Brady. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Oh, by the way, I do have something that I have to show you, Jake. Oh, did you get a fart emoji too? No, I didn't. But what I did find is a vintage hand-carved oh. duck decoy. At my mom's. Look, we we actually had one of those when I was growing up, but without the things in the bottom, it was just the the wooden one that never actually got put out to decode. So you're gonna rep. So I'm gonna one up you with next week's show because something arrived that I forgot I pre-ordered apparently, and came and I was like, "What is this? That is great." So are you gonna put that up behind you somewhere? I was thinking about it. I might put it in my husband's office because it's a little bit more masculine, and I don't know if it works with my vibrant colors that I, mean, I have going bring, here. But just bring it out just for the episodes that you do with me. I could. I need, I need to find a little spot I can, I can put him. Wait. Hold on a second. I need to – so what I should do – do, For everybody out there, do I need to do this? Do I need to, like, hold, like – they're like, because John just said, <laughs> I, I'm not the, even the, bothered by it at all. Nope. No, I was gonna say John just said the pen episode is one of the best Seinfelds, which is true. Uh, oh, I think it was funny. in my top 15, but that's like funny. you're watching the, you're watching the reflection, not even the show. <laughs> so for anyone also who's watching my, uh, my real life here, uh, my mother passed away. So I've literally been going through her estate. She literally has managed to fit three houses into one. So it's been selling and sorting and all of that kind of stuff. So that's why I, I that's literally dominated almost every single day of the week, hours and hours Oof. and hours a day. So when I saw the duck decoy, I was like, this has to come home with me. And we here we are. I love it. And I, I rewarded myself with a puppy. 
<laughs> I, that's your reward as a puppy? That's actually a, yeah, yeah. That's a good well, And then my dog died. I mean, there's, I've been going through a lot of stuff. Folks. Oh, you didn't even bring that up. So I wasn't going to. No, that's okay. That, that's I, get... I, I, I was texting Lauren. I told her, like, I don't, I mean, I'm hopefully, hopefully multiple years, like double digit years away. But I told her, like, I, I if you told me, like, Barkley passed away tomorrow, like, no show. We're not doing a show. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it was, it was, it was his time, though. So I, I mentally prepared for several weeks because I could see him deteriorate. Uh, and then it went from, like, yeah, I'm pretty decent to, like, I'm dead. Like within days, it was like, okay, wow. Okay. I get it. So I didn't have to put him down or anything. He took that decision away from me and it was fine. It was his time. I'll never have to second guess it, but he was almost 18 years old and it hadn't since he was eight weeks old. So it was a, it was wow. a really, it was a rough time as I'm going through my, my passed away mother's stuff. And it was, it was rough. That's why I'm here. Talk to, so, to you all so that I can have a distraction from real life. Cause I, I can't handle that right now. <laughs> So, nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, basically, what was like uh, Larry Fitzgerald's career? Like, just yeah, yeah, I'm still here. No, I'm done. It, literally, <laughs> it was it was just like boom. It was very like I got quick. Nothing so. left. <laughs> literally, and it was he was at the vet too. So I was like heartbroken because like oh I wasn't there when he passed away. But dogs usually run away to pass away. So when I took him to the vet for to have the vet observe him for you know a few hours, he was like oh I'm finally gone. Okay. Three minutes after she called and told me it's time, she called me back three minutes later and she's like, yeah, he just passed away. I was like, okay, so it was time. He was away from the pack, away from the house, and he's like, yes, I'm free. I can go. So he's running around, hanging out with my mom, chasing squirrels, living his best doggy life. This segment brought to you by your local SPCA. <laughs> I know. Adopt. God, I'm terrible. Go today. I'm so morbid today. <laughs> and on your way out, pick up a 15 and 11 year old. Uh, just That's right. Hey, in the toilet paper. I'll forget that. And some toilet paper. So let's circle back <laughs> to guys. the running, <laughs> yeah, the gals, running backs. And everyone who's watching. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll kind of come with this since I brought up Larry Fitzgerald. And Kyler mm. Murray is the one showing the reflection behind this. So James Conner is back on a pretty significant deal for a running back. Especially a pretty significant deal for somebody who's dealt with the injuries he has. He doesn't have a ton of tear on his tires compared to most because he's missed some time, but we all know the risk there. Edmonds is gone. He's off with Miami, who we'll talk about in a second because we're going to talk about somebody else for the Dolphins as well. But for James Conner, right now, he's free. It's all by himself. James Conner was great last year, right back to being top 15, and a lot of it had to do with the touchdowns. Very similar Somewhat to Ezekiel Elliott's season, but as a much greater discount than what you paid for in drafts. Oh, yes. But are you as, I'm assuming most, if not everyone, is that they're thinking the Cardinals are either adding somebody in free agency or the draft. They're not just, it's not, well, first of all, they need a third running back. It's not just going to be Connor and, you know, Benjamin. But I'm going to say this for this reason. If it's not a significant player, like let's say they bring in, like Devonta Booker, in case James Conner gets hurt. Who, well, yeah, but this is why I'm saying that. Because that would be clear Eno Benjamin is now the new pass catcher. So that's where I'm going with this. Because we don't need to talk about James Conner. We're talking about, are you interested in Eno Benjamin, depending on who the third running back ends up being? Sure, absolutely. I would definitely be interested in that, given James Conner's history but I think the Cardinals are smart enough to know that he is not – I mean, look what the Steelers did to him. I mean, he is not that kind of workhorse back that can just do it all by himself. He needs reprieve. I don't know. I, yeah, I would be interested in Eno, Eno Benjamin. But I, I do need to know who that third running back is. And I agree with you. I do think that they will pick up a third. That is the – with for me, that's not even a question. So, I don't know. I'll, we'll see. But, yes, 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 I could be tempted. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So mm -hmm. as of today, now Chase Edmonds on the Dolphins. We did the Miles trash can experience, <laughs> gas can experience. I, which was people I like, just, for anyone who knows me, you know how much I despise Miles Gaskin. He was the dead zone of running backs, the epitome oh. of how it goes wrong. There was a lot of them that went wrong last year. Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin. Uh, the amount in that of text that, that Jake got from me every single time Miles Gaskin did well was <sighs> exorbitant. And I was mad. <laughs> yes, it was. So Mike McDaniel, who comes from who? Oh, the Shanahan mm. system, has already talked about his potentially finding the new Debo Samuel at the combine, which I was at. He said, "You don't find Debo by looking for Debo. You find ways to get players more involved and you know maximize their use." I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I'm bringing him up to say this was his first big signing was Chase Edmonds. 
immediately mm-hmm. brought in, getting paid essentially starter money. But we also know that Chase Emmons has never been the lead in quotes running back. And actually, Ian Hardis from PFF tweeted out the same thing I was about to tweet out. He's never accounted for more than 25% of the carries his entire career. That's not like, oh, well, this was the year that this person was in and he was hurt. This like His entire time at Arizona has never accounted for more than 25% of the carries. But it's the first big signing. This is somebody that kind of fits the Shanahan use of running backs who has that dual threat, a little bit explosive, actually very much explosiveness. Are you in on Chase Edmonds? Or if you're in a seasonal keeper, dynasty, whatever it might be, where there's transactions happening right now, do you immediately sell high before you see them potentially draft slash sign another running back and it's back to a full-blown committee? Yes, I think that if you are in a dynasty, this is a sell high moment for you, um, especially if the person that you're trading with understands like, oh, look, how exciting. It's just going to be Chase Edmonds, lots of money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, redraft. I like this for PPR. Um, I, I don't have the numbers up in front of me right now, but I know 25% of the carries, what, were his, what was his target share? I think that's something a little bit more interesting for me because if they're going to try to create a Debo Samuel type role, you already have a pretty decent pass catching running back. Uh what 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 will it take to turn him into a wide receiver? Essentially, mm, like running routes like a wide receiver, lining up like a wide receiver, and then being kind target of a Debo Samuel last year, type of guy. Nine, he was nine point three of the team targets. Ch- yeah, uh, I'm thinking James, before James Connor was, was six. Oh, before Connor was. Well, I was gonna yes. say relative to so James Connor was only six point eight last year. Okay, even with that, and yeah. while on the field, Chase Emmons was actually targeted twenty point six percent of the time. Okay, so that's decent. One fifth of the time he's on the yeah. field, he's getting targets. Yeah, I like that. I really like that for PPR, and I think he's going to be one of those steals later in the draft. When I say later, I mean fourth, fifth round when you're kind of like, eh, who do I go? Who do I go? He's <laughs> one of those running backs, especially in PPR, actually specifically for PPR, that you can snag um, that won't really cost you high draft capital, but you'll be very, very happy that you have him, especially for in a flex 2000, spot. In 2020. 12.3% of the target share. Nice. And 22. Yeah. I like 22% that. 22%. Of yeah. So the carries so. don't bother me because I don't think they're going to use him as a traditional running back. He's going to be a gadget, gadget wide receiver, basically. I think. Now, like, listen to me. Okay. Like, I know they will. I just came back from the future. Uh, for uh, hey, not to like purposely call out Sammy specifically, but for the people saying what Sammy's saying, Miami doesn't throw to running backs. Guess what? It's not the same offense, not the same coaches, not the same everything. Everything and is different. So, yes. So. Don't get stuck in that. And I like I said, I'm not coming for you, Sammy. Like, ha, Sammy. Just like, remember, this is completely different offense this year. Uh, so another running. Wait, didn't we have one more? Running? Oh, yeah. J.D. McKissick. Interested at all? Mix smooches. Smooches with Buffalo. Mix smooches. You're excited? <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. I, I'm and not this- going back on my Buffalo running backs. Not doing that. That is what I'm well, standing for. I mean, Devin Singletary on. was never going to be the bell cow. So that let's is move on. Yeah. <laughs> McKissick, Singletary, the whole backfield is just going to be a headache. Of yeah, Zach Moss is still there for everybody that was excited about him. Remember Garbage. that? That was fun. Let's talk about the Jets <laughs> real quick. And so Braxton Barrios is back. Jameson Crowder is gone. Uh, Corey Davis might be healthy. This is all very intriguing, but this isn't mm-hmm. even where I'm going with it. I just wanted to bring in Bar- Braxton Barrios, and I wrote him up. If you want, again, go to theathletic.com slash best TV, all capitals. I'm all the big movement, recapping, talking fantasy, spin on all of it. That's basically what we're doing on the show. First free month. You don't even have to go pay to read it for anything that we didn't get to today. But CJ Uzama is there as the tight end, which I said is we already did this with Chris Hearn. It's the same thing all over again. And that's why I brought up Braxton Berrios is because at best, Uzama is the fourth option. But at best, really, Lauren, I say he's the fifth because Michael Carter season is upon us. It already was. <laughs> but I'm bringing this up to say great pass catcher. Doesn't need to be the true bell cow. Can be in that 17 to 19, 20 touch range. A lot coming in the passing game, even though the fact that Zach Wilson didn't throw to the running back as much as Mike White. We all know that. But one of the other things I didn't include in this conversation is that the Jets are also addressing our offensive line. And that's one similar to the Jaguars that was pretty trash. Yeah, Michael so Carter, me, is he an RB1 for you? Oh, that's steep. Oh, that's <sighs> steep. I don't know if I can take him. I don't know if I would. High end RB2. High end RV too. I feel safer there. But one of the things I love about CJ Ozama, kind of a similar idea we had when we talked about Mitchell Trubisky. It's Mitchell now, right? He wants to be called Mitchell, not Mitch. I don't remember. Trubisky. Oh, that was always the case. He never liked Mitch. 
Okay, there you go. Mitchell Trubisky, I'll give you the nod. Um, CJ Ozama brings a level of physicality at the tight end position that I think... That's uh, why he always Chris, gets hurt. <laughs> Chris Herndon did not. Well, exactly. I think that he's going... To, they're looking for offensive line help. You know, a blocking tight end is pretty nice. So, And also just adding another weapon just to confuse defenses is, is good. I mean... It's not groundbreaking. It's not, you know, whatever. But uh, I really, I, the quarterback situation is a little, is a little skeptical for me for next year. Maybe the year after that, maybe 2023, we, we can have that conversation. I am not ready to make that commitment yet. Lauren hates Michael Carter. That's, that's what it comes Clearly. down to. Clearly. Clearly, that's what Clearly. that means. Are you back in real, as of today, are you back in on Corey Davis, if healthy? Yes. <laughs> if the quarterback position is a little better, but yeah, he does like Corey Davis quite a bit. So Corey Davis is one that I am. I will not be afraid to snag at the right uh, value in the draft. And similar to what we we're talking about before with Marvin Jones, I have a feeling that Corey Davis is going to come at multiple rounds discount compared to yes. Elijah Moore. Yes, multiple. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Actually, not I, you even, know what? Not I can see question. Elijah Moore going in front of Christian Kirk, but pretty close. And then Corey Davis going in front of yeah, Marvin Jones, but also very close. Yeah. Agreed. I'll talk tight end since we're talking about CJ Uzama. Zach Ertz is back in Arizona <laughs> to come back to them one more time. Zach Ertz, did you know everybody, and Lauren included, did you know that as soon as he arrived in Arizona, he was a tight end five, one, two, three, four, five, the rest of the season. Now, I know we had injuries, Hawkinson, and everything like that, but still over nine fantasy points per game, which if that's all he averaged for the entire year, he would have checked in inside the top eight tight ends, eight, nine, depending on your league right around there. So Zach Ertz is up there in age. He's getting there. I think he's 32 now, somewhere right around there, but... Did you see enough in that late season? Actually, I mean, it was over half the season. So yeah. It felt so much later than it was. Um, did you see enough from Zach Ertz kind of revitalizing his career with the Cardinals that you would be in on him as a back end tight end one? Or are you still staying away from like that range of tight ends that usually end up going in like the eighth, ninth round? And then more often, they're almost, it's like the tight end dead zone, which nobody talks about. That's not everything. You know what? There's an article. I'm going to talk about the tight end dead zone. I'm going to make that a thing. I like it. I like it. You should do that. I am not afraid of Zuckers. Absolutely not. I am in on him. Definitely as a low end tight end one. Because uh, what other names are around that dead zone that you can you can depend on? I mean, it, it's be, not. Yeah, Tyler Higby, Thomas off injury. I mean, there's like, like those are the names that would be in that. Give me Zuckers. Get give me Zuckers. Especially if I miss out on those elite guys early in the draft, or I don't want to spend that kind of capital. Give me. I have no problem with Zuckers. None. No problem with Zach Ertz. Would you take? Am Zach I am I like he... tar by targeting him? No, but if if, no, it, if the say. draft works out that I get Zach Ertz, yeah, I'll I'll take him. What would be too pricey for you for Zach Ertz? If you have to take Zach Ertz, or how about this? Zach Ertz as your tight end one, mm -hmm. or Marvin Jones as your wide receiver four in the ninth round. Which do you take? Oh, ooh, uh, Zach Ertz. Really interesting. Yes. yes. Would you Zach Ertz or Irv Smith? Coming off an injury. But everybody was excited for Irv Smith. People have forgotten about Irv Smith so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Zach Ertz. That was tough, okay. but I'll take Ertz. Okay. And we still have more time to talk about this. So before and we get out of here. this is redraft, too. We're, I'm, we're not yes. talking long-term. This is redraft. No. So no. Don't freak out. <laughs> if a tight end hits 30 and your name's not Travis Kelsey, and even Travis Kelsey to a degree in Dynasty, I'm looking for every possible way to get you the hell off my team. Uh, mm -hmm. Before we get out of here. Mari Cooper, we'll close things out. Mari Cooper traded, saving this for last because a lot of the free agents, like, it's, that's, a, that's like old news now at this point. It is. But, I even Mari Cooper that. traded. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't move him up at all, like at all. And that's right now, as of today, with Jarvis Landry gone, if they add a significant wide receiver, like let's say they draft at Burks in the first round, uh, Drake London. Like if they if they draft a high-end wide receiver too, I actually think this could be a downgrade. This is one of the lowest passing offenses with the least aggressiveness. I mean, this is barely like Jared Goff, back, uh, Baker Mayfield for aggressiveness-wise. And the target share, when you include everything up here, like, yeah, that might go up a little bit, but the volume overall and the upside overall just offsets it. So for me, as of today, this uh, this move for me for Amari Cooper is net neutral, and it could potentially go down. Oh, mine's down. Mine's way, okay. mine's down. Yeah, no, no, no. I did not like this move for Amari Cooper. We're basically looking at the next Marvin Jones Jr. from the Lions. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So what I mean by this is people are going to be drafting him way too high, I think, and he's going to completely disappoint you, but he'll have some really solid, crazy games where he scores this massively long touchdown and, you know, things are working well between him and Baker Mayfield, like something's going right, but then he's going to bust like he has done way more times than he does well. And then in 2023, everyone's going to be like, I hate Amari Cooper. And then you're going to be able to snag him super late in the draft and be able to play him Hopefully, if you can figure it out at the right time. This is a terrible move for Amari Cooper. I don't like it uh, for fantasy purposes. He may be happy with this. He may enjoy this football lifestyle a little bit more. I don't know. But for fantasy purposes, I do not like this for Amari Cooper at all. It sucks. You know what we do like is that the show's already over. We flew through this show. We it flew already through been that. Already <laughs> done. Yes. I've uh, missed y'all so much. I know. TBD, uh, if we have a show on Wednesday, definitely Thursday. Uh, make sure you're tuning in to all that and check out stepmom at stepmomlauren.com. At stepmomlauren is her handle on Twitter. Uh, yes, Earth's Ninth Round is kind of what we were saying. Hunter, hey, real quick, Hunter Henry or Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. Oh, no, evil man, Hunter Henry. Oh, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. I, I'll go. I'll go. We have some I'll more weeks to talk about that. I like his red zone <laughs> targets. I like his end zone targets. Oh. God, that one's tough. That is really tough. All right. Theathletic.com slash best TV, all capitals. Uh, thumbs up, rate, review. We appreciate all that. Say hi to Lauren's dog anytime you see it on screen. <laughs> and hopefully Barkley is feeling better now. And we'll oh, see you guys later. <laughs>